but it can buy me a boat. There's a place where the boat is from. Listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host Tommy Casabona. Hola, board and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. If you are not following me on Instagram, don't you think you should be? ABB Cruising, just do the search, or Always Be Booked, search for that. Either way, you can find the Instagram, and what we try to do there is just try to kind of put it, put stuff out there, memes, pictures, whatever, uh, in the same vein as we try to do the podcast. A little bit different take on cruising, a little bit of a more offbeat, irreverent take on cruising. We don't necessarily claim to be the most politically correct Look at cruising. We're not trying to be offensive. Not trying to be, you know, sensationalists here. We're not doing it for an, an ingenuine, you know, wacky morning zoo style thing. But we're just trying to be genuine. And with that, we're not always necessarily uh, made for network television on this show. But hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you appreciate it. And hopefully the amount of times that we uh, give you some good information or we entertain you outweigh the amount of times, the few times that you may, I don't know, cringe a little bit. Uh, I don't want to see offend anybody. We're not, we're not, I don't think we're really offending anybody here, but you know, it is what it is. So Instagram. Also the show. This is the podcast. You're listening to it right now. If you've heard it, please. What you can do for us is recommend it to a friend. You can subscribe to it. Absolutely. If you haven't done so already, you can review it on iTunes, rate it, uh, comment, and you know, the same thing on Stitcher. All that stuff. So that's where you can find us. That's really all we're focusing on right now. We have a bunch of things in the pipeline. Uh, the website is up. I do not recommend going to it right now. It's not finished. But if you want to just kind of check it out, feel free. It's alwaysbebooked.com. Very happy I can get that uh, name. Nobody uh, has, has has claimed you know the name Always Be Booked. So pretty happy about that. Not that uh, I don't know. Not that I should have expected anybody to, because it's some goldmine idea for the name of a website. Uh, but you know, I was. It always is uh, nice to see you didn't have to alter it at all, you know, and that it is still available. So it's alwaysbebooked.com. We're also on YouTube as of right now. The YouTube is not completely populated with a bunch of things, but it will in the coming, I guess, um, I don't know, a few months, especially with some of the cruises we have coming up. Uh, Some other stuff that we may put up there as well. Check out the YouTube. It's all of it, guys. Always be booked. It's like a one-stop shop. Uh, Like I said, we are going to do the website soon. We are going to do a few things regarding travel sales and just, I don't know. It's going to be travel sales unlike anything you've ever seen. I'm trying to really, really – I know I have it in my mind. I know exactly how I want to brand it. But as far as kind of capturing it in a 30-second elevator speech, I do not have that yet. And, uh, you know, life is still out there. The way I make my uh, living is not through this podcast, obviously. Uh, So I have to kind of – I have certain amounts of time that I can dedicate to, uh, you know, 
focusing on this stuff, but I'm doing the best I can. And uh, right now, we're having a whole bunch of fun with it. As we said last week, we got a sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. We are so happy to have Riptism on board. It's Riptism.com. It is a fitness program that is unlike any that you're going to see out there. Uh, If you want to give it like a little bit of a comparison, maybe Insanity or P90X, but I absolutely believe it's better. This is a 60-day program. It's 35 minutes a day. And these two guys, Jeff and Stu, they carefully designed a full-body workout. They're two uh, fitness professionals. Uh, There's minimal equipment needed. I think you can... Uh, do yourself some do yourself a service by getting maybe some 25 pound dumbbells or 30 pound dumbbells and maybe a pull up bar. But even if you don't, they have alternative ways that you can kind of get in shape around that. Um, it's more targeted than P90X in my opinion. They really, really P90X is just really going to get you get you get you going. But these guys really, I mean, the the care that they put into this workout and the the I guess every ounce of their expertise was put into it, and you can get this. Are you are you serious? Twenty nine ninety five. That's it. They'll also give you a sixty day nutrition guide and calendar. And they break it down into three tiers. It's cardio and muscular endurance. Then they go into strength and muscle building, and then on tier three, uh, you're gonna shred and carve. There's absolutely no reason anymore. What these guys preach: stop with the hour and a half, two hours walking around the gym, doing a few sets taking a drink of water, going back. No, 35 minutes of hard work and and when I was doing these videos, I used to live to hear these words. Either Stu or Jeff would just say at the end of the video, you'd say, all right, so two more minutes to go and the rest of the day is yours. Those are like after that workout where you literally just filled up the entire room with sweat and you hear those words, the rest of the day is yours, man, you feel so good. You know, you know you're going to be peeling that shirt off your body to get in the shower. You know you've really kind of uh, – you've pushed your body to the max. And the beauty of it is is that you're not going to plateau because it is a very – I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you it's an easy workout. I'm not going to tell you that you know if you're out of shape, you are not going to be able to complete these movements as many times and go along with them as much as possible. The key w- – what it is is they, they encourage you. Take a rest if you have to. Do a modified version of the movement if you have to. And, uh, you know, it's it's for $29.99. There's nothing. You get the diet. You get the calendar. And uh, it's the best value in fitness as there is. I'm going to have Stu from um, Riptism on the show one of these weeks. And we're going to go over a uh, really, really good diet and workout program leading up to the cruise and if you really want to try to, I mean, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, I have my own ways of managing my weight on the cruise, uh, but I, I do what I do. But he has probably something that's very, very doable for the normal person, and we really encourage you to check it out. All right, shout outs. We said on an Instagram post last week that I wanted you guys to let me know if you were booked. We all talk about always be booked and what we try to preach for always be booked is just be booked. Whether it's a year from now, whether it's a year and a half from now, whether it's three months from now, just be booked. You're either booked. The world is separated into two different people, ladies and gentlemen. You're either booked or you're not booked. What do you want to be? You want to be booked? Of course you want to be booked. If you're booked, you have something to look forward to. You have some things online before you hit the bed to throw the laptop on and maybe check out the ship or check out the ports. You have a reason to you know not be so upset in that midtown traffic at, at 6 in the afternoon. You have a reason to drag your lazy ass to the gym in the morning before work or wake up or get a good night's sleep. Being booked is better than not being booked. And I put it out there for everybody. I asked you loud and clear, ladies and gentlemen, tell me who is booked 
And here is what I got. Uh, here, here were the responses. These are these following people are booked. Junebug Computers, interesting name, is going on the Carnival Victory on November 27th of this year. And the Carnival Sensation, February 26th of 2018. So here's a perfect example. The guy's ain't, guy ain't cruising for at least 10 months, but he is booked. It doesn't even matter. And then once he gets off that ship, boom, a couple of weeks later, you know, not less than three months away, he's got another one following up. That's a, that's a book barrage right there. November 27th, right into February February 26th, 2018, Junebug Computers. Congratulations. Have a good time on the victory and have a great time on the sensation. Enjoy, brother or sister. No idea. It's Junebug Computer. But uh, Brandon Cole, 147, is going on the Carnival Conquest on February 4th. That is my birthday. So you enjoy a good time on that cruise and please have a couple of shots for the sail away in the honor in honor of my birthday. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brandon. Enjoy your trip. Carnival Conquest, February 4th. Uh, Kate Scorpio is not booked, but she wishes she was. And uh, since she did comment on the post, I wanted to make sure I got Kate Scorpio Kate Scorpio a shout-out. Kate, what are you doing? Clean it up. Get your act together. Get yourself booked. Come on. All right, I don't know if I could say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. That Reekin Reese is... <laughs> Does that just sound wrong coming from me? Yeah, that reeking Reese is on Carnival Pride. I'm just reading it. If you didn't want a shout-out, if you don't want to say, I'm just reading the shout-out, um, calling uh, Reese what they want to be called as it pertains to what their uh, you know their handle is on Instagram. That reeking Reese is on Carnival Pride on April 16th, and then on Boom. Here we go, Reese. The Vista. You booked the big one. May 6th. So April 16th. And then May 6th, that is a quick back-to-back. Reese, I really, really hope you have a great time on both of those cruises. And I am pumped that you are double booked. We'll call that a book barrage as well. And that's uh, right around the corner. All right, Pisces 79 is going to break the carnival streak with all these bookings. And uh, Pisces 79 will be going on the MSC Divina on June 17th. Please. Pisces 79, let us know how that went. Let us know how it, uh, if you had a good time. Let us know some of the differences uh, that you noticed on the MSC cruise line. If you have anything to compare to regarding the big three or anything like that, let us know. But Pisces, more importantly, have a great time. All right, Aaron All Smiles. And then I'm going to give the award to the best handle of the day, Aaron All Smiles. And of course she's all smiles. Why would she not be smiles? Because she's going on the Carnival Magic on October 7th, 2017. Erin, you are booked. Congratulations. We're going to also move along to Carlos 9... Well, a lot of numbers we're doing here. Carlos 9691978. Carlos, is that like a... That's like a prison number or something. What are we... 969... Uh, what are we doing here? Why is it so many numbers? All right. Wait a minute. Carlos just left. Carlos left on Saturday night. So, Carlos, I hope you are having a great time on your cruise. Enjoy it. Have a good trip uh, and let us know how it went when you get back. Same thing for Kim. Kim Rune 80. She's on the Anthem of the Seas right now and she left on Saturday as well. So all you guys who responded, thank you so much for the engagement. And I do appreciate you letting me know. And believe me, if you can't tell by the sound of my voice that I'm just excited when people are at sea, that I have any connection whatsoever to, when I find out they're at sea, I get kind of pumped up. All right, let's go. Switching gears into the cruise news right now. Um, Again, 
I'm not the Walker, Walter Cronkite of cruising by any stretch, but every week I kind of just scope the uh, wire, as they used to say, or they, some places they still do say, and I just check out some stories that might be interested, interesting to me. So what do we got here? Russia, Vladimir Putin, about to get in the cruise game. Uh, media outlets in Russia are telling us that Russian government, uh, in part, the Russian government, in partnership with two other Russian companies, that it will absolutely not try to pronounce, will launch, launch the Roy Star. It's a ship that was formerly known as the Royal Iris for Mano Cruises. <laughs> Funny enough, it makes the uh, the fantasy class of Carnival look like you know the uh, Harmony of the Seas. It really, really, uh, they, let's just say they're making baby steps. Give them credit. Russia's trying to, I mean, I don't know what the deal is. They're our enemy. They're not our enemy. I don't understand. I'm not getting into politics. I don't care right now. We're talking about cruising. But what I will say is that uh, if Russia's trying to get into the cruise industry, let's just say they are taking very, very, very much baby steps with this ship. That is, uh, it's hysterical, actually. I, I don't know. It looks like. Not not the fact that it's just so small. It looks like it can carry maybe around five to seven hundred people, but it just looks like something converted from literally nineteen sixty one. And again, Leslie gives that uh, has that you know carnival uh, fantasy class feel to it. Speaking of, oh, actually, wait, hold on. Let's we're not finished on Russia here. All right. So what they're trying to do is. Uh, Give a little bit of a comeback to the Black Sea. The Black Sea was a destination that at one time was decent. You know, you had some action going on in the Black Sea. But you remember a couple of years ago when Russia and uh, the Ukraine started battling and then we were pissed off and then Poland was pissed off. Everybody was pissed off and uh, there was some unrest and that really, really shut down uh, all cruise activity in the Black Sea. Not all of it, but most of it, a good portion of it. But this is uh, expected to hopefully put a little uh, life back into that part of the country as far as cru- cruising. The ports of call are going to be Yalta, Sevastopol, and Istanbul. I don't know about that middle one. How'd I do? Sevastopol, Sevastopol, Savastopol. I think that's all you got. That's what other way can you go with it, right? And Istanbul. The ship is going to be sailing round trip out of Sochi. Sochi? 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 Not sure. But, uh, you know, you get the idea. So, uh, Russia, in the cruise game, Black Sea, out of Sochi, Yalta, Sevastopol, and Istanbul, and uh, looking to make uh, make a comeback. So, if you guys, I don't know, I don't know if Cruise Critic is uh, is going to review the um, Roy Star uh, <laughs> on, on on its on its website, but we will see. All right. So, uh, speaking of uh, a smooth transition into the Carnival Ecstasy, is back in action. This two hundred year old ship. <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys know, if you listen to the show, I give Carnival a hard time for keeping that fantasy class going. Um, No offense to anybody who sails on it, but I think you're the biggest and baddest cruise line in the game. And to continue to trot out these fantasy class ships, I think is beneath you. I think you can do better. And I do not stand by uh, you know their decision to continuously just refurb those and put that 2.0 uh, sticker on it because you know what you could say maybe you got a ship or two more than Royal Caribbean now and that makes you the number one cruise line in the world but I think the fact that all those fantasy class ships are out there you got to take a couple of ships off because of that and I think and the reality is is that Royal Caribbean has surpassed Carnival as uh, you know with certainly in my opinion quality of fleet. And, um, you know, 
in terms of uh, you know just overall volume of passengers. The stock is higher. I don't know what that necessarily means for the bottom line, but all I do I do know that Carnival is still considered the uh, the number one cruise line. And I'm not talking about the corporation. I'm talking about Carnival Cruise Lines. They still are the the monster on the block, but in so many ways, Royal Caribbean is right behind them, if not past them in many ways as well. Uh, they did some refurbi- refurbished rooms. Uh, the carpets, the decks, the decor, they updated the staterooms a little bit. They're also going to get Guy's Burger joint, uh, Blue Iguana Cantina, the Alchemy Bar, and Cherry on top. So that's that. So they got the 2.0 upgrades as far as that goes, but it, it's still the Ecstasy ship. Again, when I went on um, Carnival Sunshine, uh, it, you know, there was a lot of new bells and whistles. You could tell there were things that were put there that previously weren't there. It didn't look so natural. I think in some ways it interrupted the flow. And the Carnival Sunshine, while, again, I've never been on a bad cruise in my life, and I did have an absolutely great time on it, it was not by any stretch of the imagination my favorite ship. Just weird how the Blue Iguana Cantina uh, and um, what's the other one on the other side? I think it's uh, the Red Frog Rum Bar. They're placed in the middle of the, uh, you know, of of the of the Lido deck, and it makes it very very hard on a ship like that, which is, quite frankly, a little. I would say a little. At least at least it felt undersized for as many people that it can fit on the ship, and it made a little bit of uh it created some traffic jams throughout throughout the ship. That's all I'm really gonna say. Again, you know, I love the I love the sunshine. It was good time, but again, I I, I think you know what? Just build some new freaking ships, and they're doing that. They got the Vista, and they got the. Uh, Vista Sista coming out. Which one is that again? Forgot. I should know that, but I forgot right now. So uh, that's the Carnival Ecstasy. What else? We wanted to talk, speaking of, uh, these are like rolling into each other, and I promise I'm not doing that on purpose. Royal Caribbean Outlook for 2018. You may have heard it here, right? It's 1.35 a.m. on Monday morning, uh, Sunday night for me. Uh, it's. Uh, I may have just given Royal Caribbean the crown. You know what I'm saying? I may have just declared Royal Caribbean the number one cruise line in the world. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe it'll stick. Maybe it won't. Fifth year in a row, though, that Royal Caribbean outdid its previous year's net earnings. They attributing most of this to higher prices, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Royal Caribbean. We appreciate that. Uh, newer, bigger ships that can carry more of a load and, oh, thanks again, cutting costs. So they were very, they were much more efficient with their spending. Uh, they got a lot. They were able to carry a lot more people. And, oh, yeah, they raised the prices, but I'm just breaking their chops. you got to raise the prices. You put out a ship like the Harmony of the Seas and think that prices are not going to go up. That's just, you know, you're living in a fantasy world. Uh, No pun intended, Carnival. Uh, 60% of that revenue comes from the North American market. Interestingly enough, China and the European markets seem to be slowing. The North American market, though, is better than ever, and it is whatever whatever slowing that's going on in the uh, European and Chinese market are being more than made up for in the uh, North American market. They mentioned that Alaska, in particular, is looking better than ever. Uh, Royal Caribbean says its Mediterranean business has gone down 23% uh, last year, which is interesting. I don't understand why. Uh, you know, some of those cruises out there are just out of control. Maybe it's because the name of your company is called Royal Caribbean. Maybe if... Uh, Maybe they should branch off and, you know, put out a uh, Royal Mediterranean uh, line, possibly. Maybe? No? All right. Uh, But like we said, overall, things are looking very, very good for Royal Caribbean. Let's talk about L.A., Los Angeles. 
the left coast, the second largest city in the country, the the land that some parts of the cruise industry have forgotten, considering such a major, major metropolis. But they are describing this year as another consistent year for L.A. Uh, I think the numbers look to be around 120 calls and a total of approximately 600,000 passengers. What they feel is that the Mexican market has stabilized as opposed to years past. I know they had a lot of that, um, especially out in the west side, the west coast of Mexico, where a lot of the cartel activity was affecting the cruise lines and stuff like that. But they feel a lot of that has stabilized. Now, I don't know. <laughs> the last couple of days, they may have uh, unstabilized again. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe at the time of this uh, article, uh, Donald Trump hadn't yet told the Mexican president to uh, – pay for the wall again and maybe at the time of this article being written the uh joint meeting between the two presidents wasn't canceled who knows i don't know maybe there was no talk of a 20 percent tax on everything that's coming in uh to the country maybe that didn't happen at the time of this uh article but i guess we'll see stay tuned for more i don't know again i'm not getting political and i'm not expressing an opinion i'm just saying the fact that this uh fact that say uh the mexican market has stabilized as opposed to years past uh that may come into question over the next several weeks months and years um princess cruises seems to dominate the mexican riviera and princess cruises is a heavyweight heavyweight out of la and that's expected to continue um apparently there's a big push in demand for wine cruises there's this particular wine run that goes up the coast to uh ensenada and it visits a lot of wineries in that area. And I guess there's a, a big boom for that particular cruise, and people love it. And uh, that is, uh, I guess, contributing to the overall health of the port in L.A. Alaska also remains really strong, and that plays into the continued strength of Los Angeles. Uh, by 2018, the port will have an upgraded shore power system that will be able to meet demands for bigger ships. Um, with two terminals, a third ship can be accommodated on a nearby pier. There are also plans to possibly put, create even more space for, for cruise lines if another big cruise customer even indicates that they may want to come in. You know, That's why I said on a previous uh, podcast, and uh, again, another shout-out to Sherry, Cruise Tips TV. She answered my question on Instagram, and you can see that answer yourself regarding why a lot of the newer ships don't go into L.A. Uh, they don't station a lot of those ships. I think it's a lot of... Reason is because of, yeah, the itinerary, you have a lot more flexibility in uh, the Caribbean, but also because a lot of the ports are just not set up. It might be a chicken or the egg thing. Maybe there's not a lot of uh, capacity for big ships in the ports because of the fact that there's not a lot of action. Uh, you know, there's action. You have the Mexican Riviera. You have all Cabo and all those places out there, and you can go out to Hawaii too, but that's a whole different animal, like I understand. But, um, you know, maybe it's just – it's a slower market. It's a lighter market uh, only because there's – you know, in the Caribbean, there's just tons and tons of so – you can just island hop for 30 years and not see everything that you could see in the Caribbean. And I guess maybe the same thing isn't to be said for um, for the West Coast. But L.A. looks like it's in, in good shape. It's been a lot of time and money trying to brand their waterfront area as well. They say that the sky is limit as far as what they can build out if the demand seems to be there. So – Again, I'm rooting for that to happen. There's nothing about cruising that I don't want to see expanded. I would love to be able to see the reaction of all those people that I see on the uh, 
on the West Coast when they can kind of regularly uh, plan of a moment's notice and not have to, you know, haul ass all the way across the country, get a hotel, then hop along and just double the price of their vacation in many ways. Uh, I would love to see them get a nice, big, brand new beast of a ship, even in one of those Norwegian, um, you know, Breakaway Plus ships that are coming out. Maybe run the Oasis over there, uh, you know, do a reposition through the Panama Canal, you know, all that stuff. Get a nice big ship out to L.A. I would love for that to happen. I would love to see all the reactions, and I'd love to see, oh, there's a lot of good crews, uh, you know, media coming out of L.A., and a lot of good good people out there that are really, really into cruising, and I would just love to see their reaction, uh, uh, and I would, you know, good for them. If they can get, you know, access to a mega ship or a super ship or at least a brand new ship on that side of the country. Um, all right, so the main topic I wanted to go over for this week uh, was ways to save money on a cruise. I do not pretend uh, to have this be like a uh, who's uh, a how to save money. I didn't do any research for this whatsoever. These are, you know, again, going along with the format of the show. A lot of things that come from my opinion. A lot of things that come from personal experience, you know, the news obviously I get off the wire, as I said, but a lot of the meat, a lot of the potatoes of this of this podcast, I want to give to you from a standpoint of just kind of coming from the heart. And on my uh, many, many cruises that I've gone on, I've over the years noticed a few things that I look at that can ideally save me some money when I cruise. And I just wanted to just you know, brainstorm a little bit on that and then come up with a list that I would give to you as well. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, ways to save on a cruise. First and foremost, and again, these are not, um, you can't, maybe you can't do all these. You know what I'm saying? They're not like I'm saying, you know, do these, this is the, you follow these rules and this is how you save money on cruise. No, take what you want from this. Maybe you could use one of them. Maybe you could use all of them uh, or whatever. All right, so cruise out of a port you can drive to the day of. Uh, this is a situation where every time you want to book a cruise and you want to go somewhere, I'm sure you know it, it's it's very very lucky to live in Florida uh, if you're a cruiser because you have access to one two three four major ports: Tampa, Jacksonville, um, five. Sorry, Port Canaveral, uh, Port Everglades, and the Port of Miami. And there are always major cruises going out of there. So I will not have any reason to fly to any cruise whatsoever i do not like to fly i haven't flown in probably about i don't know 15 years <laughs> so uh that works out for me a few things you have to make sure though you got to give yourself enough time there's nothing worse than than missing a cruise and i uh, i've never missed a cruise I, I don't know what i would do if i have been excited for three months to go on a cruise and i just kind of hit some traffic and missed it but no you have to eliminate all possibilities for you to miss that cruise we did it last time last time we went on a cruise we um left out of miami we spent the night in west palm uh we had a good time there met some friends and then drove to miami the day of and even though we made it with two hours to spare Yes, you're on that highway. It is still a little nerve-wracking. And you know what? To some people who got the cash flowing out of their pockets and it's not an issue, fine. Get a hotel, fly in, do whatever you want to do, and make it so that you're just a five-minute Uber ride away from the port. But if you're looking to save some money, book yourself a cruise on a, on, in a port where you can drive to. And even if you got to leave at 6 a.m., you know, say you, know, you live in uh, – I don't know western part of uh, western part of South Carolina, and it's a six-hour drive to the port. 
drive the six hours. You know what I mean? Drive it. Who cares? Uh, you got to research the parking situation too, though. You know what I'm saying? There could be a, um, you know, I still think, you know, when you're talking about even if you're cruising, you're cruising with minimum two people, right? So what's that going to cost? That's going to cost to fly anywhere from 300 to 600 bucks, maybe even more. Who knows? So if you have to park, if you even have to get spent $120 on parking, you're still in better shape. But you should still look into the other options that you have. Maybe you know somebody near there. Maybe you can, uh, you know, park in a lot that you can kind of cut an under-the-table deal. Of course, you don't want to give your car to somebody who you don't trust. Something reliable, something trustworthy. But I'm saying, like, in order, like, just like the excursions, I'm sure the cruise line has their preferred person that they want you to park with, and they will tell you that's where you park. I'm just saying a lot of times there are other options. Um, another reason why you might want to do this, it's also a nice sense of not having to look forward to – I don't – again, like I said, I've never flown for a cruise in my life. But I could imagine getting off a cruise ship, my last hangover on night eight, and I'm getting off the ship, standing in that long customs lines only to wait for a freaking Uber only to take me you know, on a 45-minute ride to some airport where I got to wait again. Get searched, get on the sad flight home, and who knows, maybe get a couple hours sleep that night before work the next day. Uh, get in the car, get your car and go home. You know what I mean? Turn the radio on, turn the music up, open the windows, and talk about how much of a good time you had in your car. It's your personal property, and you're with the people that you just had a great time with. I'm saying, if you want to save money, and in more ways than that, think about maybe just looking into strictly a cruise you can drive to the day of. What else do I got? I got bring stuff here. Here's a controversial part. Uh, bottles of wine. Uh, you're allowed up to two standard size bottles of wine on most major cruise, cruise lines. This does come with a corking fee. So if they find that there is wine in your bag, there will be a corking fee. Uh, you know, they, The corking fee is not, you're going to get many people in the restaurant business. Being in the restaurant business, people think, uh, you say, well, there's a, you know, you can bring your own wine. There's a $10 corking fee, ma'am. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, that's fine. I, I, I don't want to pay, and I'll uncork my own wine. No, it doesn't necessarily work like that because you, uh, you know, it's just a charge because we're not making money at all off of you having any drinks. So it's basically a tax or a surcharge for knowing the fact that, it's a, you know, it's a, covering our costs just because of the fact that you won't be consuming any of our liquor. Um Smuggling alcohol onto a cruise ship. This is, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I should delve into this too much. Uh, you know me, so you know I will. Um, there are many ways to do it. I do not do it anymore. I want to say that first and foremost. Uh, anybody, the sticklers for the cruise industry, the people who play it by the book, I respect you guys. I do. And I'm not saying I condone this. I'm not going to say I haven't done it. I did it. In my early days, maybe once or twice, I don't do it anymore. Yes, it is an ethical issue for me. It's not a money issue uh, as to why I don't do it anymore. But, you know, you watch these TV shows. These criminals kind of like give you the, uh, you know, how they how they commit these crimes or, you know, it's just interesting. So for just the sake of interest, let's say, you know, again, let me tell you this too. If you do this, I don't judge you either. You know what? I get it. Times are tough. You got to make some money. You got to save some money. You're giving this cruise line a lot of money. I don't agree with it personally. All I'm saying is I'm not going to judge. So if you want to uh, sneak uh, alcohol on a cruise ship, 
Uh, not that you do. I don't think you do because you're upstanding citizens like me. But if you did want to, uh, there's many ways to do it. You could do it with shampoo bottles, mouthwash. You know they shut down the water uh, cases on uh, a Carnival. And I think Royal Caribbean didn't allow it. Carnival did for a while. They don't anymore. And I think uh, Norwegian is about to shut it down or they did shut it down already. But bringing water onto the ship is uh, pretty much an extinct privilege. Then they're shutting that down, and they cite it as – and it's funny too how they cite it. They're like, uh, we shut down the ability for you to bring water on the cruise ship. It is not economical. It is safety because we find that most people bring alcohol on the ship using bottles of water, and what that does is cause many problems. There's uh, alcohol-related issues, and while that's true, of course – but do not tell me that you are not trying to sell the shit out of your drinks while they're on the cruise. You're not worried about if they're willing to buy them, you'll deal with the problems that might come from alcohol sales. You know, you just don't want them sneaking it on because you want to get paid. Understandably, just don't, I don't know. It turns me off when they spin stuff like that. Um, all right, so here's how it goes now, ladies and gentlemen. The best way to do it is with wine bottles. What you want to do is get yourself uh, wine bottles and you want to look for ones that where the cork is exposed. And I'm sorry, this is just criminal that I'm explaining this in such detail, but we're going we're gonna to go through it. So you want to get yourself a, a, a bottle of – when you look at the cork on the top, you don't have the foil over the whole thing. You see one of those ones that have just a sticker and then underneath it there's a cork. So it's like a cork that's in really good shape. And a sticker. So you want to select that type of, of, of bottle of wine. And then you want to take it home. Uh, take two of them home. Because <laughs> you could fill them both up. So what you want to do then is with a razor blade, peel off um, the lower portion of the uh, – just cut a razor blade to cut off the um, the part any, – any part of the top of the bottle of wine that may have some foil, foil that overlaps it. If you don't have that, great. But what you want to do is you have to first and foremost get that cork into the bottle of wine. So whether you want to push it, whether you want to take a uh, – there's these, there's these rods. There's these heavy-duty steel metal rods that are probably about, I don't know, vary in length. But the circumference is, 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 is a little bit smaller than the circumference of the, uh, you know, the, the spout for the wine, which you pour from. So – you get a dime and you put it on top of the cork. You put that rod on top of the cork and then you take a rubber mallet and you drive the cork into the wine. So when you do that, now the cork is in the wine. You hold your finger up so the cork doesn't clog it up again and you pour the contents of the wine to wherever you want to pour it. I don't like wine. To me, it's gone. Uh, a lot of ladies out there nowadays would consider that to be a sin. You don't throw away wine, so fine. Put it in whatever other receptacle you want to put it into. Give it a little rinse. And now here's the weird part. You take a plastic bag. You, um, In your hand, you kind of crumple it up, but in like a line so that it can fit through. Uh, you roll it up, basically, uh, and so that on one end you can blow into it. And then the other end is basically uh, rolled up so that it can fit into the bottle. So, but you leave the opening of the of the plastic bag outside the bottle. Now, what you do is you turn the bottle over slightly so that when you blow into the bag, the bag expands. But then the cork gets caught into that expanded bag. I don't know the physics of this. I don't know how this works. I don't know. It's interesting to me that it even does work. But when you blow it up. 
you begin to tug on the plastic bag and your eventual goal is to get it out and because of something to do with pressure again i know i'm not claiming to be uh you know mr wizard here but if you blow into the bag it blows up when it blows up it catches the uh cork and then you begin to pull and it is hard it takes some dexterity to get this thing out but from a both power and force standpoint and from a um you know just you got to be careful because you don't want the bag to rip or break but somehow it kind of always works you just pull it out it takes 15 minutes or so you got to really work it out you got to take little breaks because it's hard to do then the cork comes out now you got an empty bottle of wine and a cork outside of it you take vodka you put the vodka in there because it's clear whatever you want i guess right because whatever clear liquor is in there uh, in there you put it in and then you take a dash i mean a dash a very small dash of um of 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 green food coloring so it's not going to turn green it's going to turn that slightly uh you know wine colorish uh yellowish whatever greenish yellow whatever you want to call it and then you put that in fill it up to a respectable amount in the bottle so now you have just food coloring flavored vodka in there now you take the cork you put it back on and you put the dime back onto the top of the cork you put the rod back on to the dime and you take your mallet and you slowly drive the cork back in and any um any any piece of uh, foil wear that was taking off carefully you put that back on now what you have to be careful of is uh getting the cork back in because there's a lot of a lot of pressure that builds up now you just fill this thing back up and when you drive the cork in it's struggling because the bottle's full and there's only a little bit of room for air so you have to kind of be a little patient with it and you drive it in gently and you uh you tap on it until it goes all the way in and then you're carefully making sure that you don't break you know that rod if you bang on it and you're a little to the left or a little to the right you can break the glass bottle you don't want to do that you just got to be really careful do as little damage to the cork as possible any damage done to the cork is basically going to be to the top of it and then you save that sticker you put some crazy glue on the sticker and you put it and you conceal any of the damage that you did to the cork and then that is your carry-on bottle of wine for the um for 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 your your carry-on trip and you can just enjoy that man i'm not gonna lie to you i feel a little dirty right now telling you that you know Hopefully that's some people who are judging me right now for, for revealing that secret. Hopefully you take a little solace in the fact that I do not recommend you do it. I personally do not do it anymore. And I'll be honest with you right now. I didn't stop doing it because of how guilty I felt as much. I did. I did. That was part of it. A big part of it. But um, just as much, it just kind of sucks. You know what I mean? I don't want to have a wine bottle that I got to continue to come back to. I want to be able to enjoy myself, go up to the bar, get a fresh drink. And I'll tell you what, I didn't do this at all when drink packages were available. Forget it. That shut down. The minute they started drink packages, I never even thought about doing this again. So, um, you know, it was it was a few reasons why it did happen. And as you, if you can't tell, I do feel a little guilt about it. And uh, to all you uh, cruise traditionalists out there who are shaking their heads and saying, Tommy. Not you. How could you? I, I feel you. You're right, and I and this is my penance. I am sorry. Um, what else can you do? Um, well, another way you can save money, uh, alcohol-related, is you can – they have on Carnival. It's called the Bon Voyage Package. You can um, – 
pre-buy a bottle of whatever liquor that you want and put it to your room. And basically what you're paying is, I want to say like half price of club prices. So let's say like a bottle of Absolute would probably be like 110 bucks. A bottle of Grey Goose, maybe 125, 130 bucks. Don't quote me on those prices, but you can get these bottles and you can have them waiting for you in the room for when you get there, which works out great for me because I'll get a bottle of Jim Beam and I'll do some shots and I'll just go back to the room. You know, after the daytime, I'll do a shot or two. We'll go back and and, and enjoy yourself and then and then go back. I'll 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 buy that and the drink package because you know Carnival limits you to 15 a day. And again. Uh, some people I saw some reviews that uh, judged me for getting uh, even remotely coming close to the 15 drinks a day. I'm an all or nothing guy, ladies and gentlemen. There'll be night, there'll be days when I don't drink a lick on the cruise. I don't even have a sip. And then uh, you know the next day, all right, let's get back in there. And I uh, the, the 15, it's never not been enough. I'll just say I've comfortably hit it once or twice. Especially with me when you hit the casino late night. That's a long stretch. I get up early. I hit the gym. I'm ready to go. I'm feeling good and ready to get started at like 11 o'clock in the morning um, or 10 o'clock in the morning. And I'm going to, you know, to do something. And again, you judge me all you want. We meet people all the time who don't get the drink package because they limit you to 15. How do, what do you think of that? I'm, I'm not, that's, not a, that's not a made-up thing. That's not a unicorn. That's not a once-in-a-while thing. I've met people, couples mostly, big, giant couples from the Midwest that sit there and just drink buckets of beer. I'm like, why don't you get the drink package? You can only get 15. I'm like, oh, man. I don't, uh, I don't think I'll ever be on that level. But you see it way, way more than uh, you think you might. And I know what you're thinking. A lot of people, well, alcoholics. Yeah, probably. But what are you going to do? Uh, you get the you get the one trip in life. You, you live it how you like. Enjoy yourself and uh, try. You know, you just try not to judge people, I guess. But the Bon Voyage package is great. Again, same thing with the sneaking the bottle on and leaving it in the room. You're not going to sneak a bottle of vodka on there and then just run around the ship and bring it to the Lido deck. So you have to go back to your room for all these drinks, and that's annoying. You know, to me, it's like screw it. I'd rather just pay for the drink and stay out on the patio, not interrupt the sunbathing or not interrupt whatever we're doing out there. And whatever, what are you going to, you know? Walking around, bouncing off the, <laughs> bouncing off the uh, walls of the hallways on your way to the cabin just to get another drink and come back up. Nah, you know what? Just buy the damn drinks. They got drink packages out there now. They got Bonvoy. Well, the Bonvoyage is different than that. So, again, if you're a shot guy or a shot girl, get yourself a bottle. And uh, or if you're just not a big drinker, don't get the drink package, and have a couple of drinks before dinner in your room. And then maybe a couple of, you know, at regular price drinks as well. The Bon Voyage package is a nice little kind of hedge your bet way to uh, get a decent price. It's still, I'm just saying $100 isn't a lot of money for a bottle, but it's still going to beat you. You get 20, 24 shots in the bottle at uh, 24 shots uh, and around $10 a drink, you know, that's going to be 240 So you save a, a buck and a half or whatever. Um, all right, let's move on. Enough with the booze. Again, please, guys, don't judge me. Respect my honesty. <laughs> That's it. All right. Another way to um, another sa- oh, way to save money is to have your toiletry game in order. Do not look at the gift shop on board. Don't even look at it if it's for any of your basic needs. They obviously know if you're buying toothpaste on a cruise ship, they know you're desperate. If you're buying a toothbrush, a hairbrush, a razor, they know you're desperate. Uh, all of it. Um, especially sunscreen. I'll say that right now. I tried to buy sunscreen in Cozumel, Mexico. I'm not cheap to a fault. I should be more careful with my money than I am. And 
I am freaking so white, I'm almost see-through. So I needed this sunscreen. And I looked at it, and the cheapest thing I can get was like for 17 bucks, And I just couldn't even bring myself to spend 17 bucks on uh, sunscreen in Cozumel, Mexico. Um, plus the fact that I was in a rush because trying to get, you know, trying to get out of there because about 20 people were trying to sell me cocaine. So I just wanted to get... Get out of that area. That one, you don't have to walk off the ship far in Cozumel to start getting the uh, <laughs> getting the creepy little guys offering you offering you blow. It's so funny too. The uh, not to stereotype, but I'm walking around and every single shirt. It's a legitimate T-shirt. It's a legitimate you know souvenir, shots, spices, sauces, whatever. And it, and they're like T-shirts, T-shirt. And you're walking. It's like a comedy thing. You're walking like 20 yards away. You hear T-shirts, sir, souvenirs. Whatever you want, hats, sunscreen, whatever you want. And as you get closer, if within your five yards, cocaine, drugs, pills, this, that, it's hysterical. And they're so like trained too. The one guy sees me that I'm a white guy. I got like a, a football jersey on and shorts. And he, he's he's playing to his target target market. And I'll just never forget. It's etched in my mind. He just stopped me as I'm walking by. And he goes, hey, dude, little sniff, sniff. I just started laughing. I'm sorry, man. That's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. Uh, another one in Cozumel. Uh, the, the guy's like, uh, I walked by the shirt. The guy's like, uh, hey, boss, flowers for your wife? Uh, no, thanks, sir. Okay, how about flowers for your neighbor's wife? And he, they got these little lines. It's hysterical. It's making me laugh. But um, all right. I got off the track a little bit. Don't buy sunscreen or any of your regular toiletries. You know, I'm that guy. I'm the whole, I'm the guy that'll be like, you know what? We'll get it when we get there. You know, we'll grab it when we get there. They got, they're selling it around every corner. You can blow through $100 on some dumb stuff. Uh, Have all your toiletry stuff in place and don't play around with that as much as, you know, you may be excited to get on the ship. As may be excited as you procrastinate, as much of a procrastinator you are that you packed. Make sure all those items are with you before you get on the ship uh electronics uh you know everybody talks at nauseum about the power strip absolutely you have to have the power strip understand that it is illegal they don't break your chops you know what i mean the room stewards will not confiscate it or they will not even mention it to you but just to know technically it is illegal and uh it's probably written in a contract somewhere uh supposedly they cite uh, the fact that it's a fire hazard um, you know, you know how you know it's illegal. Very simply, because they're not selling it anywhere. If they were, if that was legal, they would be able to sell that thing for seventy-five damn dollars at the gift shop. But you never see them, and that's why. So, um, make sure you have your charger, your headphones, everything else you need. Again, do not buy any of that stuff. Don't have the I'll grab it when I get there approach. Uh, you can do it on land. You could do it wherever. You can go to the. Don't do it at sea. Um, here's one that's a little weird, but maybe you might want to do anyway. Have a few movies downloaded on a laptop, whether it's iTunes, whether it's what, or maybe some DVDs. Uh, you don't need to pay for it. I know we all say we barely ever spend any time in the room, and that is pretty much true for the most part. But what I pretty much do is I'll, I'll say the one time you know when I went with my friend Sony and we went to the Dominican Republic. I may have told this one again too, but I went um, – uh, we went to the Dominican Republic, and we just had an awful experience. I went to this restaurant that looked like it was made out of clay. Uh, everything about it said, do not eat here. But, you know, you want to be politically correct and be like, no, what? hey, listen, when in Rome, let's do it. Of course, I ate this fish that looked like it was still freaking talking to me. That doesn't make sense. Fish can't talk. But it looked like it was literally just almost still alive. 
and uh, the whole basically fish carcass was placed on a plate, and I'm just you know left with my fork and my knife to try to navigate this fish into my uh, into my digestive system. I did that, washed it down with an El Presidente. Back on the ship, within 45 minutes of being back on that Lido deck, I was running to my room, uh, alternating in my towel with my towel up to my mouth, alternating projectile vomits and apologies to passers-by and that was going on so uh they quarantined the room they cleaned it out i had to get out of there i got the shivers i got the shakes i got the total total bout of food poisoning i was a train wreck for an entire i'll say 16 17 hours you know what i didn't even hate it you know i i kind of it wasn't even bad it was just like it was miserable when you threw up but i got it out of my system and then i just felt like i basically had the flu for the next I don't know, 14 hours or whatever, shivering in my bed. But, you know, me and Sony, okay, so fine. We'd been drinking heavy the last five, six days. Let's do a movie night. Uh, You could either accept what's being shown at the current time or you can pay for a movie. Um, Or you can have a laptop and whatever movie or TV show or binge watch you want to do, you could have it on your laptop and that will save you some money. Because like it or not, whether it's because of uh, uh, you know international vomit situation because of food poisoning or you just want to take one night where you're just going to kind of Netflix and chill it in the room, a lot of times you do do that. So why pay for a movie? Uh, you know, have it, have it, um, have it come with the movie. Uh, you know, and then you want to say it's all right. So you're watching on a laptop. So what? You know, have you ever seen the cruise ship TV? The cruise ship TVs, especially on Carnival, a lot of the older ships at least. Uh, you know, they're not much bigger than a laptop if at all. Uh, and you have the freedom of being able to hold it on your lap or you know keep it closer to you. So you all, and, you know, all in all, very often it's a better movie visual experience than even watching the. Uh, TV. I watched the worst. I'm just going to say it. I watched the just because it sticks out. We watched the absolute worst movie in the history of movie making while that happened. We we bought again, we paid for a movie and it was called uh Trouble with the Curve with Clint Eastwood and Justin Timberlake and some other guy and they were um, you know, trying to teach this guy how to be a baseball player. Justin Timberlake was the uh, washed-up veteran. It was, it was just, let's just forget about that. It was a terrible movie. All right, moving on. Another way to save money on a cruise is pay attention to the Wi-Fi situation. The cost of Wi-Fi has gotten way more affordable on board, by the way. When I started going, it was uh, it was nuts how much you'd have to spend, and you know you didn't want to spend a lot. But here's one thing I will say: get the biggest package that you think you'll need, and get a little bit more. Um, You'll you'll nickel and dime yourself because when I did, it, I was like, you know what? I don't know. I don't think I'll spend more than an hour total of Wi-Fi time on you just to check in with things. But you end up always end up spending more, and then you buy the bigger pack. You buy the uh, okay. Well, I'm not. I'll get another hour then, and then another hour, and then another hour. Get the biggest package that you can, unless you really, really know for a fact you're not going to be using the Wi-Fi, and you know, or you know you're going to be turning the phone off because. You know, it's always you just don't, it, the numbers work out to where you will spend a lot of money. Uh, the other thing is you got to remember you have to, and I swear this is a trick. And you guys, let me know if you relate to this at all. Sometimes it's a little confusing on how to log out. So you'll log out, and um, you'll think you logged out, and you're not logged out. And then you look at it, and it's like, oh, you have no more time left. You have two minutes left. You have thirty seconds left, and why? And it's just you end up uh, having a bigger bill than you think. Also, if you're not planning on turning your phone completely off, look into a data plan before you get on board. Most of the uh, cruise lines uh, have a partnership with 
uh, a lot of the phone lines, uh, the, you know, the, the phone companies, and you will be able to get international data, unlimited or roaming or different packages. You'll have some options, but uh, you know, your qualified AT&T, Sprint, whoever else uh, representative is way more qualified to give you the details than I am, but definitely look into it. I will say this again. I'm coming off as a huge scam artist here, and maybe it's just true. But uh, I got off the ship a few times, realized that I didn't know. Because that's the thing, too. I don't even know. the. I don't understand the cloud. You can be – I'm playing a song. You know what I mean? I think I'm just playing a regular song or a regular playlist, but I don't really realize that my phone is streaming that because it's not downloaded to my phone. It's on my cloud, but it's not in my phone, and I'm thinking everything's fine. I come back to a $700 phone bill because I played a couple songs or whatever I did. And, uh, you know, I just refused to pay it, told them that I didn't know, claimed ignorance. And really, at the end of the day, it really was ignorance. So that's not necessarily lying. Uh, But they explained to me what it was and told me how I could avoid doing that in the future. I did not pay attention. I did it again, did the same thing again, discounted again. What they do is retroactively give you the plan. You know, ideally, it's better just to be safe because eventually, you know, People are going to get catch wind of that and realize that they're uh, all these people are just spending all this money on on data and uh, asking for forgiveness rather than permission. Eventually, that's going to run out where they're going to have to tax you no matter what. So I would say just look into what packages are available as far as roaming unlimited data or international data, uh, and don't uh, don't don't screw around. But man, only mostly stay off your damn phone. You know what I'm saying? I always thought, and I said I think they're doing this more like just. They should make the Wi-Fi more friendly because they should be wanting you to post more, post more pictures, be on social media. They should maybe somehow filter it in that the social media apps are maybe free. You know what I mean? You got to pay for the email. You got to pay for streaming. You got to pay for browsing. But make the social media free so that you know we can promote your cruise line. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right. That's Wi-Fi. Let's talk about food. The truth is, guys, you really can get away with paying nothing but the cost of your cruise if you really want to, especially if you're not a drinker. I know people who have done it, um, but it's all about the experience you want to have. I tell myself all the time, all right, don't eat at any specialty restaurants this cruise. And what you could do is, of the two or three cruises you take, you can save that money and get a good chunk of another cruise paid for. And, you know, if you ask me straight up, uh, can you take three cruises or four cruises? You just have to sacrifice the specialty dining. If you're asking me sitting here right now, I'm going to tell you. I will forego the specialty dining. But when you're on the cruise ship, you don't say that. So just the reality is what it is. Um, uh, I, I want I, I, When I'm on the ship, I want to try the best of what the ship has to offer. But either way, you can hit that buffet. You could do you could do a really good job with that buffet and with the main main dining room. But I say the buffet, uh, you can really save money there because you got to know the times when they're open. But you could also enjoy the freedom of getting up and sitting back down whenever you want. You can get seconds, you can get thirds, whatever you want. Uh, you get the same thing in the main dining room. But I feel like I can't help but feel that there's just. I don't know. It takes away a little. It's a little bit less value in the uh, in the main dining room. Whether it's the slight look of hesitance that you get when you overorder, or the fact that they take away things like unlimited lobster tails, or they start doing upcharges, or the fact that you can't put all the things you want into one plate. You know what I'm saying? So like, you'll order the spring rolls, you order the quesadilla, and you'll order the short ribs. Um, yeah, just. Bring that out as a course. No, they bring all that stuff in its individual plate, and pretty much the whole entire table is covered with plate 
but only 16% of that is actual food. And they will do that. Then I tried to get them, you know, put this, put the short ribs, the quesadillas, and the uh, spring rolls all on the same plate because then I'm going to order seconds off that. And they will they will not do that. Um, you know, so it's just, it just seems to get in the way of really if you want to just bury some food, it's tough. If you really want to go in on a cruise ship uh, and you really want to have a good slob out, you got to hit the buffet. You know what I mean? You could challenge your creativity too. Mix and match stuff. You never know. You're the chef at the buffet. Hummus and pita bread might go well with jerk chicken and a side of chili cheese nachos. Who knows? You can you can the, the world is your oyster when it comes to the buffet. So I say definitely hit the buffet. Uh, you know, again, it is a cruise ship. And unless you're talking about the best of the best, my feeling is you're not getting a huge amount of quality in many of the main dining rooms, especially on the big three. Royal Caribbean, maybe a little bit of a step up, uh, but for the most part. Food quality-wise, you're not getting some outstanding, out-of-control culinary experience in the main dining room or on any of Norwegian's 10 freaking restaurants that they put on there. Uh, It's not that much better than the buffet. Uh, Some of the steakhouses – the Norwegian steakhouse isn't great. What's it called again? Um, uh, Humphrey Bogart movie or something like that. What is it? Um, Forgot the Norwegian steakhouse, whatever. Uh, But – I will say the the Carnival Steakhouse is really good, but if you want to save money, you can avoid that. All right, another way to save money, gamble. <laughs> gamble on the cruise ship and you can save money. Play blackjack and make money. This way, you can take your winnings from gambling and put it towards – I know this is ridiculous as I'm saying it. I'm kind of kidding, but I'm really kind of not. It's a little bit of both. So uh, please do not take this as a a public service announcement. I gamble on most of the cruises, and I'm not going to lie. Very, very often it works out for me. I do – I'm a regular player of blackjack. I do have friends back at home in New York who put me to shame when it comes to uh, what they let ride as far as money. And at the same time, what I play at the ship, people are looking at me like I'm out of my mind gambling and putting the bets that I put in when the reality is – is that you should see, you know, the people that I roll with in New York that I'm not even touching them. Um, so blackjack, though, learn the rules, uh, you know, mix what you know about the rules, the hard and fast rules with your own style. Uh, most importantly, if you have anything more than a 10 and the dealer has a four, five or six, you uh, you should stay. Um, you should do the same. They say do the same if dealer has a twos and threes and stuff like that but to me you know again that's kind of where you get into mixing it to your own style i don't mess around when the dealer has twos or threes nothing is automatic to me because those are kind of wild cards they scare you a little bit another thing i always do i play you guys know how to play blackjack it's the first to 21 without going over the advantage that you have is that the dealer has to stay at 17 he either hits 17 or he gets between that or he busts you know what i mean he has to hit up until he gets 17 so he's only got that 17 to 21 or blackjack window to work from where you have the freedom of doing whatever you want with your cards i always play two hands it gives me the opportunity to play hunches with one hand and get a little reckless and crazy sometimes but with the other hand I can play by the book. So that, again, in my mind, it helps me out hedging my hedging my bet a little bit. Also, you can have uh, a vacation type of hand when you have those two hands going at once, and then you have a couple of splits, then you have a couple of double downs, 
um, and then the dealer's got like a week six or five or four hand or whatever showing, you know, you can have you can you can double split. You can have five or six. If you're playing two hands, you could have five or six hands going up, you know, between the double downs and your splits. And boom, dealer shows a six, turns over that ten, then turns over that jack. It's too many. And you are collecting all the chips for everything you bet, and boom, there's $850 or uh, whatever it is, whatever it is you bet. You bet maybe you're only betting $50 a hand, and that turns into double downs upon splits, and then boom, now it turns into a $500 hand or whatever. Um, what uh, what should you not do to me? Oh, how about this? This is an idea that I have uh, with roulette. Again, probably completely ridiculous and completely irresponsible for me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Stay with me for a second. On roulette, right, you have black or red, okay? You can uh, try to – you can put it all on black or red, and that basically what gives you is a 47% chance or something like that because there is a, a, a thing it can land on that is not either black or red. And that, in essence, brings the house's chances up by 3%, and it takes away the 50% even odds if you choose either black or red. So he spins the wheel. You go on, but I don't. I don't even. How how often does that thing hit? Hardly ever. So just throw that out the window. Assume that it's fifty fifty. Just throw it out there for fifty fifty. What is the problem with just having a system where you know you'll never lose? So you put a hundred dollars down on black. If it hits, you just want a hundred dollars. You walk away. Boom. Done. Quick hundred. Gone. Come back later. If it doesn't hit, takes your hundred. You do the same thing again, but put two hundred down doesn't hit double your money continue to double your money until you hit because the possibility of it never hitting is zero so as long as you have the money and you can keep just doubling your bet can't you guarantee yourself you're going to win at roulette i never tried this routine maybe i'm going to try it next time i'll see what happens i'll let you know i want to try starting small though maybe five dollar hands work my way up to a couple hundred bucks just see if the theory works if the theory works then maybe uh you know Stretch your legs out with some real money after a while. Um, I don't recommend you play slots unless you know how to play slots, and I don't unless there's a certain way. Certain people swear by them, but I've never not put any amount of money into a slot machine and just not died a slow death. Uh, you know, who knows? There's probably a system to that too. I'm just not aware of it. Slots, waste the money, waste the time. The only thing good about the slots is how much you get pumped up when you walk by the casino and you hear the ding, 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 and all that stuff. Sorry about the noises. Um, don't play bingo. No bingo. I don't even understand why you play bingo. There's no – is it even fun? You're just sitting there calling out numbers and you're not going to win. They have it in these freaking auditorium so they could fit the most amount of suckers in there. They could upsell you by, oh, well, I want one card. Well, if you buy three, you get this. And then if you get this, you get three, 15 tickets. And, then, you know, you might – if you win this, if you, if you get a bingo and we call this ticket too, you might win half a headphone. It's, it's not – um. It's nothing about the bingo to me is attractive. If you really, really enjoy the experience of playing bingo, I would not know why. Uh, tell me. Shoot me back. Uh, hit the Instagram, always be booked, or uh, email me, Tommy at always be booked. Tell me what you love about bingo. That Let that be the question of the week. Sell me on bingo. I'm, I'm done. When we all went on the Florida Georgia Line cruise, it was great because they had these country stars, these mega stars like D- Dustin Lynch, frankly, about they had them doing all the cruise ship regular stuff. They had to host trivia. They had to host bingo. When I tell you Dustin Lynch came out in just shorts, you know how he's always looking, if you know Dustin Lynch, he's got clean cut, 
cowboy hat, you know, all-American type guy, you know, million-dollar smile. It's his day to host bingo on this Florida Georgia Line theme cruise. He comes out in flip-flops, Hawaiian shorts, a T-shirt, and a backwards hat, a backwards ball cap, not a cowboy hat, and he can barely even walk. It was hysterical. He was cursing up there. Now, that was a fun bingo game. It was so bad that when he did his feature performance on the Lido deck two days later, <laughs> that was the first thing he said. He goes, everybody's like, yeah, Dustin Lynch, yeah. He's like, he goes, hey, I want to start off by apologizing to everybody that was at bingo the other night. And then a cr- the crowd roared and hysterically laughed, and he laughed too, and it was fun. Man, that cruise, well, they just, Florida Georgia Line, I know you're listening. Please, book another cruise. Schedule another cruise. Get with Sixth Man. Get with Norwegian. And do not rob us of those four or five days again. Come on. Let's make it happen. Um, all right. Here's another one. Scam time again. Take cell phone pictures of the professional photographs that are displayed. This is morally wrong, but I'm just saying. It's a way to save money. This isn't, uh, you know, this isn't the ways to morally save money on cruise ships, uh, podcast episode it's the way to save money on cruise ships podcast episode you just see everybody doing it you know it comes to the point where i just don't want to be the only jerk off not doing it uh there's 40 people looking through those those pictures let's look at it like this this is funny too i'm kind of kidding about this but let's look at it as punishment to the cruise lines by us and they're being punished because that has to be the most not the most (laughs) i just I just almost said something completely dumb. The most non-green thing they do, just being a cruise ship is one of the most non-green things you could do. But inside, the fact that you uh, print out or waste all that ink, waste all that paper, waste all that you know time and energy and space on pictures of which I got to guess 75 to 85% will never be bought and just shredded. Uh, let that be their lesson. You know, we are going to just go in with our cell phones and take the pictures on our own and just use them digitally because that's all we really need them for anyway. Are we really framing these things anymore nowadays? I guess some people are. Um, But you use them digitally and you have them and there's no reason to purchase uh, the $15 picture with the, you know, the bullshit, you know, card folder or whatever they do. They they throw in so generously of them. but yeah, you know, maybe if we continue to do that, maybe they'll stop doing that and have a kiosk. They should just have a wall of kiosks where you could just type in your cabin number and your pictures can come up. I mean, come on. Let's let's, let's get with the times here. If you don't, we're going to continue to take cell phone pictures of our boarding, our dinner, our embarkation, our, uh, you know, our port pictures, our debarkation. We're going to do it. That's it. It's a movement. Um, <laughs> I got problems. I know. Uh, book or create your own excursions. You don't have to do what the cruise line steers you towards if you want to save money uh, as a number one priority. If you want to, if you don't care what you're going to pay and you want to have a good excursion and you are really hell bent on making sure that you are going to get back to this ship on time, very simple. Book with the cruise port. Book with the uh, you know with the cruise line. If you have a little bit of an adventure adventure sensibility, if you are uh, if you're trusting yourself into being a responsible adult and knowing what time you have to be back on the ship by, if you know your way around things and if you can handle yourself a little bit and you have a good group of people around where you could trust and you're and you're observant and you know how to look for problems, then you may want to uh, look outside. What the cruise line is shoving down your throat from an excursion standpoint. Uh, again, with this 
Research is king. If you see it on the website, chances are there's a way to do it on your own. Like I said, you just have to be careful. Um, what else did I want to say here about that? Uh, that's it. All right. So also, don't hesitate to just get booked. That's right. Just get booked. If you're okay with an inside cabin and you know you can live with it, now we all, you know, we're not saying we desire an inside cabin, but if you're okay at the very least with an inside cabin, we all know that those are 99.99% of the time the most economical rooms to get on. Just book it. Uh, Don't rule out that if you stay involved and you pay attention to price changes, you can always upgrade later. It's also kind of psychological. Again, this doesn't necessarily mean anything financially. Uh, when you do your year-end you know, finances, but it's psychological. What I mean by that is this. If you put a deposit in two, uh, in February of 2017 for a cruise that you're going to go on in December of 2015, let's just say you're going to make your final payment around July. You've been good with your budgets. You know where your money is. You know what you're doing. That money is spent. You look at your savings. It's where you need it to be. You're in line with your goals. The money is spent. The cruise is, uh, you know, selling average and nothing's really going through the roof and then you want to research in august about a balcony upgrade they quote you at 465 if you check your finances everything looks good now you just look at it as like 465 dollars forget about the other uh you know whatever 1200 1800 bucks that you spent just look at it as like all right i'm where i want to be right now i cut a couple of corners in other places it's august i can afford this 465 dollars and you know what damn it i'm gonna upgrade why not balcony it's totally psychological again but uh why not you know but book early just get a book that's what i did in this last one because like i said i'm going on this oasis march 5th i got a call from carnival they're trying to get me back i told them no i did some research on my own saw a deal i liked boom got an offer for a uh, half price deposit put 250 dollars down booked again the cruise is not till october uh, I still only have the 250 down. If I have the cruise paid off by June, I got another five months to decide whether or not I feel like upgrading. The other thing is, you guys also know this, you can get upgraded naturally as well. If the cruise isn't selling so well, or whatever reason is going on, uh, you can you, know, you can get that call and say, hey, you're eligible for an upgrade. Happens all the time. Never happened to me, but it happens all the time. I hear about it all the time. All right, let's move on. Meet the locals, guys, I got a personal story about why you should do this, and it's just common sense. Many times you go to these ports and you think, oh, you know, uh, let's let's get into the local field. Let's meet some locals. Let's talk to some locals. Well, let me tell you something. There's a difference between talking to the locals and meeting the locals, getting, in, getting into it. They're on an island. They love meeting people, uh, especially if you're cool, and it's a pleasure for them. They, You know, some of them not, of course, whatever, but the other thing is, you know, I remember the first time I went to Grand Turk, I was like, man, I'm in Grand Turk right now. This is cool. You know, who the hell knows? I got to really enjoy this because who the hell knows the next time I will be in Turks and Caicos on on Grand Turk. uh, I want to see everything. Man, that was freaking six times ago. I've been to Grand Turk at least six times since then. And uh, what that does, let's just take my personal story is from St. Thomas. Uh, you know, I have for, through a friend to the friend, we knew somebody who was in uh, Senior Frogs. And just we ended up getting a great deal there. One of the servers was cool as hell. Uh, her name is Tara. And we just hit it off great. 
she exchanged Facebook information. You know, she was from Ohio, and that's the other thing too. A lot of these people, they're not just natives of the St. Thomas. They're natives of America, and she was from Cincinnati, uh, you know, always wanted to move to New York. Uh, so it was she wanted to stay in touch, and we did stay in touch. We became friends, and uh, we just stayed in contact. So next time, you know, not the next time, but maybe two times later, we told her we were coming. She said, oh, forget about everything. Let me know when these ships getting in. I'm picking you and your friends up in my beach. We're taking a ferry over to Tortola or we're taking a ferry over to St. John. I'm going to take you to all the bars that I know and all the people that I know that give me the best discounts. We hung out with her a bunch of times when we were there uh, just winging it because what did we do? What did I do? I made friends with her. And it's lifelong friendships too. She's been to Orlando to visit me as well. We've, you know, we've hung out in Orlando as well and talked to her two days ago. When did I meet her? What was it? 2000 and I believe it was 2012 or 2013. She's no longer in St. Thomas. She's no longer at Senior Frog. She moved out. She moved back to Cincinnati. She uh, does a bunch of things. She's going to college as well. And we stay in touch. We're just, we're just buddies. That's it. But I'm saying if you just make it your business to really kind of get personally introduced, aside from the great friendship that can be a lifelong friendship that you can make with somebody, you can also have a go-to guy, a go-to girl to go see when you're back down there. And do you think a girl, uh, a pretty girl who's 24 years old at the time um, on her days off doesn't have a few spots that she can go to where you know you can get taken care of for drinks, taken care of with food. I'm not saying free, but at least a big discount. Big, big way to save money is to make sure you meet, spend time, and not just meet, just engage with the locals. Set it up so that you're gonna hang out with them next time you're there. You know, for multiple reasons that that one is. Uh, make sure you use your offers and rewards. Uh, repeat customers uh, as well. Um, you get casino offers. They can seem insignificant at times. I know you know a little $50 onboard credit. Boom. What? Maybe that just takes care of all your specialty coffee for the week. Maybe. Probably not. But something. It adds up. Just use any offers. Know you have any offers. A lot of times you'll book. Because the thing you got to remember about the offers, they expire. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll you'll have an offer. They told me. I called up Carnival and that's what happened. Oh, sir, you don't have any offers. I'm like, how do I not have any offers? I just played around with seven, dollars $8,000 last time I was on the ship. And I was gambling heavily. And uh, you're going to tell me I don't have offers? And they said, well, you did have an offer. It expired in January. Is anybody going to tell me about that offer? you got to stay up on it. you got to stay with them, and the offers do expire. So make sure you have your offers. Uh, make sure um, you t- – oh, I wanted to say that about the gambling part of it too. Going back to the gambling. Um, again, if you end up <laughs> winning or losing a couple of thousand dollars, you're going to get uh, a, a serious offer. You probably will get a free cruise is what you'll get. I got three free cruises on Carnival cruise ships just because of my casino play. Now, if I lost 1800 bucks in the casino or 2200 bucks in the casino, you roll your eyes and say, how do you freaking do it? Yeah, I'm sick to my stomach too. I am not a money guy. I don't have a ton of money, but you know, I save up. I'm single. I don't have a lot of overhead. And you know, these are the things I, 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 I put my money towards. And when I do go up a little bit, you know, I put it back in and try to, you know, make some. I gamble maybe two, three times a year. When I'm on a cruise ship and maybe one time I'll go to Atlantic City or maybe one time the Hard Rock Cafe, that's it. I don't go big. I'm not a, I'm not a high roller, as they say. But 
if you go down or up a couple of thousand dollars on a cruise ship, you're going to get a free cruise. Like, what, what do you – What? I don't want to guarantee that. I'm not going to say – I don't want to get the email. I went in. I, gar- I gambled 1800 bucks. Where's my free cruise? Tommy, you said I was getting a free cruise. Uh, you know, you owe me two, <laughs> two grand. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying there's a high, high uh, like, likeliness that you will – gamble a a couple of thousand dollars you will get that cheat in your mailbox on the last day of your cruise saying that you um you know you're entitled to a free cruise so really if that's the case what the hell did you lose you probably didn't you probably made you probably made money um that's it so use your offers use your rewards make sure you oh you got to check in with the uh pit boss to do that you got to make sure that they are tracking your play you can on any of the cruise lines call or email and uh Find out what your play was. It's all an estimate too. Nobody's counting your money, but they're watching you. It's amazing how they get that data, but they do have that data. And they pretty much know what your play is, how many hours, what your range is, what you walked away with. Um, All right. Here is the last one. The last one is know what's important to you on the cruise. Here's the story. Telling it again. If you heard the story as I start to tell it, just hit that 15 or 30 second forward uh, button on the phone. But we were a couple years ago booked on a Royal Caribbean Anthem of the Seas cruise. It was around $1,300 a person for an eight day cruise. It was originally supposed to go to San Juan, St. Thomas, and Labadee, Haiti. They took away the St. Thomas port and they said instead that would now be a sea day. Also, Labadee would be cut short so that we wouldn't even get to till 3 or 4 p.m. And there was rumors through the you know the uh, Facebook groups and stuff like that of people hearing that they weren't even going to let us off the ship in Labadee because after 3 or 4 p.m. in Labadee, Haiti, where can you actually go since it's not a metropolis or anything like that? So time would be very uh, limited. Um, I was pissed. I was going back and forth with people. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. I don't know, whatever. What I found out was that if I really wanted to cancel the cruise, I was still eligible for half off. Who the hell wants that? Who wants to give away $650? Is that what it is? Yeah, $650 and just throw it away and cancel that cruise. Not me. But what I did do is look on the Norwegian and saw that Norwegian – so this was a eight-day cruise. Norwegian had a 10-day cruise that was leaving out of New York on the Norwegian Gem. And what you're dealing with is a ship that's an older ship that's whatever. Uh, and it was a four-port trip. So you go to St. Thomas, Tortola, San Juan, and St. Martin. I mean you can't almost draw it up any better than that for $650. So now what I could do was cancel that Royal Caribbean trip, and I just led the charge with this. I told everybody else this was my formal recommendation for what we should do. We should eat the $650, book the 650 off of um, uh, the 660 off of the Norwegian, eat whatever the port charges are, and guarantee that we are going to have a sick cruise and enjoy ourselves for 10 days for four beautiful ports. We all agreed that that was the best way to go, and that's what it is. Now, this isn't an example of me saving money. What it is is an example of showing you how you could have saved money. The way I mean, well, the way I mean is that, you know, a brand spanking new, shiny, top of the line cruise ship was not our highest priority on this particular cruise we were going with four nut jobs who like to get after it and we knew we were going to have a blast all you needed to do was give us a venue 
We realize maybe the Anthem of the Seas is a brand new ship. Maybe it'll be a little stuffy. Maybe it'll be pretentious. If we just kept it real, get on that gem, and just go nuts on our uh, on a, on a, on a four-day uh, Caribbean just bender, we would have a lot better time. So we made the mistake, and what we should have done could have saved ourselves $650 by just knowing that that was our priority and forget about the new ship with the big and bell, big bells and whistles. Maybe that isn't your priority. Maybe you want the bells and whistles of the brand new ship, but we didn't. What my point is is just know why you cruise. Know what's important to you and don't find yourself in a position of paying for something that's on some cruise that isn't really uh, an aspect of cruising that you're looking to pay for. Do your research. You can cut a lot of corners just by knowing the type of cruise that you want to go on. Does that make sense? Hopefully. That's really all I got, ladies and gentlemen, this week. Uh, Hopefully, (laughs) you took that in and you got some uh, interesting, uh, some ethical, some non-ethical ways to save money on cruises. Hope you enjoyed the show. I want to give another shout-out to Riptism. Please, $29.99, go to riptism.com for the ultimate 35-minute workout, full body, three tiers, Two guys that won't make you feel like an asshole for trying to, you know, get yourself in shape. You will sweat your butt off and you won't plateau and they take care of everything for you. These guys are really good. Riptism.com, $29.99 for everything you need. You download it. You can airplay it right to your TV. You can't ask for better than that. Um, And that's pretty much it. I want to thank you guys so much for listening again. And we will talk to you next time on Always Be Booked. Take care. There's a place. Where the boat is from, it takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat is from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat is from, it takes away I love your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy. You can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the bullies from